welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, I want to welcome everybody that is watching online as well as some of our other campuses, a part of River Valley Church. Apple Valley, can you welcome everybody that's joining right now with this message? Love being a part of our church and so grateful that you are here today. We're in the middle of this series, Ask, Seek, and Pray. And if you're wondering where that came from, it's one of the songs that was recorded on Friday uh, as a part of our Ages Live recording, Ask, Seek, Pray. It is also the vision of our church for the year. Pastor Rob, at the beginning of the year, kind of laid out this vision that this year our church is going to focus on asking seeking and praying. And in Matthew chapter seven, we know that it says, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. This is week three, Pastor Rob taught on ask and seek. And this week we are focusing on prayer. Next week as well, Pastor Rob's gonna wrap up the whole series while also focusing on prayer. You might be here saying, well, if Matthew seven says ask, seek and knock, then are, did we, did we how, how did this happen? Ask, seek, and pray. Here's an analogy, and here's how I'm thinking about this concept of prayer uh, aligning with knocking is when you ask for something, you could call out, hey, 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 can you, can you help me from a, from a ways off? And you could receive from a ways off. And then seeking is a little bit more active in that I'm going to, to look for the help. I'm actually getting out there and doing it. And I love that, that knocking, you are at the door knocking and there's a closeness. There's, a, there's an approach. There's a towardness. And I'd love to equate knocking, being right there in the presence of God, the door about to be open to prayer. Prayer is talking with God, communing with God, being with God. It is relationship with God. If you do not have a prayer life, you do not have a relationship with God. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 6, and this is the Lord's Prayer. But before I do, one of the Greek words for prayer, or actually an ancient place of prayer, is prosiuk. It tells us about the way in which prayer brings us closer to Jesus face to face, to the door that we can knock on that will be open to us. It's toward prayer. It's closeness prayer. Prayer is not just a ritual or verbal formula to communicate with God. It is the divine appointed means by which we have close, intimate fellowship and commune with the living God. Prayer is the lifeblood of your relationship with God. Everybody with me so far? I hope you're getting excited. Matthew chapter 6 verse 5. Through 13. Jesus is talking to the disciples. It's a very famous passage of scripture. They're learning, they're asking, How do we pray? And Jesus says this And when you pray, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners 
that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. Your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, there it is again, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need even before you ask him. Pray then like this, finally to the Lord's Prayer. That's good teaching already. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory. Some of you church people really wanted that. (laughs) The title of this message is The Reward of Prayer. Lord, we thank you that your presence is here right now. And as we open your word and as information or tools or potential formulas or ideas of how we can approach you and and, and talk with you and commune with you, as that's shared in this space over the next few minutes, Lord, I pray that more than any of that would be a, a brand new revelation that there is a reward in prayer. And I pray that we would get curious, hungry, with a sense of urgency to find out what that reward is. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. I'm preaching on prayer this week and so decided to spend a little bit more time in prayer around this message. It's a good idea, right? So I uh, uh, was out, uh, just outside walking. Sometimes I like to pray while I walk. You know, if you're ADD, you gotta keep moving. You know, it helps, you, it helps your mind focus a little bit. So I uh, spending time out walking. And uh, uh, if you ask me what my favorite animal is, it's, it's a bald eagle. So thanks for asking. What's yours? What's your favorite animal? One, two, three. Heard fox out there. That's nice, okay. Um, Bald eagle, I remember walking uh, this week and uh, had my headphones on, just walking and praying over this message about what the Lord would have me share in, in light of this series, Ask, Seek, and Pray, and uh, all of a sudden see, see a bald eagle, my favorite animal. Man, I feel like God is in this. This is incredible. Uh, man, the Lord just speaking through bald eagle. It's my favorite animal. How often do you see him? Not, I mean, you do see him, but... It's like, it's, it's majestic. It's a bald eagle. It's our nation's bird, people. And right when I saw one, I saw a second one. And I felt like the guy that did the video of the double rainbow, when I saw a double bald eagle sighting, and at one time, it was the first time in my whole life. And I was like, God is in this. It was incredible. And uh, Later in the week was on another walk, just praying and didn't see any bald eagles, but um, I was praying, had my head down, again, had my headphones on and just, you know, just really worshiping, you know, just, you know, abandoned, just like, I'm just 
Just, I'm just in it, you know, and I had my head down as I was walking and I look up and there is a mother goose coming at me. And just in that place of prayer, I started sprinting out of the vicinity. The mother goose was uh, laid down over her nest, protecting her eggs and uh, thought I was getting a little too close. And uh, it's my least favorite animal is the mother goose. And you're like, what are we talking about? I, in that moment, this is gonna sound so goofy. In that moment, I uh, feel, feel like the, the Lord spoke to me that there was, there was the, the way that the mother goose was protecting with intensity and urgency the things that were given to her to steward her gen- next generation, her legacy, the, th- the gifts that, let's say, God had given to her. There was an intensity to protect, to cover, to make sure that they're safe, to, to, to overlook, to, to be a great oversight. I, I, and it, it, there's an analogy in prayer that what God has given us, the gifts, the, 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 the next generation, our children, our grandchildren, the, the things that are on our life, our anointing, our calling, where we're headed, the, uh, the church that we're a part of, We've got to, with intensity, with urgency, protect and go after and fight in the spiritual realm in the place of prayer. When you pray, have an intensity like a mother goose. Leviticus chapter 6, 12 and 13. The fire on the altar shall be kept burning. It shall not go out. Instructions from the Lord to the priest. The priest shall burn wood on it every morning and he shall arrange the burnt offering on it and shall burn it on the fat of the peace offerings. Fire shall be kept burning on the altar continually. It shall not go out. Fire comes from the Lord and the place that you find fire is where the wood is and the wood is your prayer life. And the fire in your life, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are a priest. Jesus is our high priest. Keep the fire burning. And I'm praying that this next few moments changes all of our prayer lives like never before. That we do things differently, just like Pastor Rob taught in the seek, that, that we would rearrange our lives to get into the place of prayer. Number one is you need to pray. You need a time to pray and you need a place to pray. Jesus said, when you pray, David Campbell says this, busy Christians who want to become inefficient for the kingdom of God, not praying is the best way to accomplish it. Jensen Franklin says this, if you forget to pray, you are literally forgetting God. If prayer is not real to you, God is not real to you. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 1 Thessalonians, two chapters earlier, 3.10. Paul saying, as we pray most earnestly, night and day. I love Pastor Rob said, you gotta get up early. Sometimes you gotta stay up a little bit later. Sometimes you gotta rearrange your schedule. But get a time to pray. Find time to pray. Jesus said, when you pray, and where to pray. 
I love that Daniel had a time and a place of prayer. Daniel chapter six, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed saying that you cannot pray, otherwise you're gonna be thrown into the lion's den. This is what Daniel did. He went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day. He had a time and a place and prayed and gave thanks before his God and he had done, as he had done previously. I love that Daniel was willing to lose his life for his time and place of prayer and uh, time with the Lord. We need a time and place of prayer. This is a side note. Posture of prayer. What do we see in the Bible? What, is it, what does it look like physically? We see lifting hands in prayer. We see standing. We see kneeling. We see kneeling with torn clothes. We see kneeling with our face to the ground. In the place of prayer with the Lord, you and the Lord, come to him like a child and give him all of yourself. I'm moving quick because we need to land on the reward of prayer. We're going to get there. Here's types of prayer. But first, let me read Philippians 4, 5 through 7, and it explains some of these types of prayer. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love a good acronym. And again, this is a tool, but I'm praying that it's not just receiving a tool or a formula that we can now apply, although that's great. But we would pursue the, the, the greatness, the reward of prayer. Here's the acronym. If we want to pray like the early church, the church of Acts. Acts is the acronym. Here are types of prayer. A, adoration. It's worship, it's consecration, it's praise. Psalms 145, we see these types of prayer all through the Psalms. 145, one and two, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. C, confession. What do I do in my time of prayer? Sometimes you gotta get out the things that you need to get out. Confess your sin before the Lord and watch how healing and forgiveness will rush in. Psalm 51, 10 through 12. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit in me. Thanksgiving, T. Thanksgiving, Psalm 111. Praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. I'm going to give thanks to God. I'm going to spend time in prayer thanking him, not just adoring him and worshiping him, not just confessing my sin, but I'm going to spend time thanking God. I'm grateful for all that you've done in my life. And S supplication, which is intercession and praying for others. It's not just about you praying for others. I'm going to intercede on somebody else's behalf. Psalm 80, 17 through 19. But let your hand be on the man of your right hand, the son of whom you have made strong yourself. Then we shall not turn back from you. Give us life and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O God. O Lord God of hosts, let your face shine that we may be saved. It's a request. It's making your request before the Lord. It's interceding on somebody else's half and I, behalf. And I, I added a second S. This wasn't in, in my learning or research, but I added a second S if that's okay. Everybody with me so far? We're Okay. Second S, a type of prayer, is pray in the Spirit. 
We are a spirit-filled church, and when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, there are greater gifts that come from Jesus himself. He is our baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and when you pray, pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit, pray in an unknown language, because in that, you are praying the perfect will of God. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication can all happen while you pray in the Spirit. Whoo. Got to move forward. The Lord's Prayer is not just what to pray. Hey, let's just pray this and repeat it over and over for the rest of our lives so that it becomes ritual. The verses before the Lord's Prayer literally says, don't do that. That it just becomes routine and ritual and meaningless. Let it stay real. And so he's not saying pray this exact prayer, although praying the Lord's Prayer is fine. He's teaching us how to pray, how to pray. And those types of prayer are within that. Our Father who art in heaven, connect with God relationally. This is a good way. How do I spend time in prayer? What should my prayer life look like? You can work through the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, I'm trying to connect with you. You are my Father. I am your child. I love being in relationship with you. I want to just connect. Before I go through my list, I want to connect with you, Lord. Hallowed be your name. That's time to worship. Holy is your name. There's no one like you, God. No one else but you. You're the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are completely other, the creator of the universe. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. There's no one like you, God. Hallowed be your name. Pray his agenda first. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Depend on him for everything. Is your dependence in your skill set or your job or your plan or is your dependence in the Lord for everything? Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive and be forgiven. Time and prayer. Who do you need to forgive? What offense do you need to let go of? Verbalize it. Get it out. Talk. And prayer is not just silent prayer. Some of you need to go home to a prayer closet, a prayer place, a private place, and let it out. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us. Time to engage in spiritual warfare in your prayer. Binding and loosing, fighting a spiritual battle in your prayer life. For yours is the kingdom. Express your faith in God's ability, his ability. Not focusing this message, you know, it was ask, seek, pray for, which you'll have in your small groups and your books. And next week is pray forward. Praying forward into the vision of this church, into God's heart for the world. Pastor Rob is going to preach that. But instead of giving a long list of, well, what, what should I pray for? That was in asking. Pastor Rob, at the end of his message, gave a long list of what you can pray for that align with Scripture. And seeking, it's helping us get to that place of, uh, man, I need to spend, this takes time. I need to be with God. If you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, you got to have time with them. But I will say this, in what you pray, here's how you should approach. Hebrews 4.16, let us then with confidence, confidence, with boldness, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. 
and what to pray. You're praying the truth of God, who God is in Scripture, acknowledging his handiwork. Man, when you're out there, it's like look for a bald eagle and acknowledge that God made it. The geese, you know. <laughs> Meditate on Scripture. Contemplate. Internalize. How should it affect you? It will affect you because the word of God is alive. It's, it's breathing. It's active. Sharper than two, any two-edged sword. Thanksgiving, forgiveness. We've talked about this. Pray for the power of the Holy Spirit and pray in the Spirit. We've talked about it. But go boldly before the throne. And here's how we're going to end this message and this time together. And the whole point and what I, I'm praying that you walk away with is a revelation that I've had in this study that there is a reward to prayer. There's a reward in talking with God. And it's not just your answered prayer, although he is awesome. And he will answer prayer. And he will bless you beyond belief. Prayers that maybe you haven't prayed in a long time start to get answered. God's good like that. But there is a reward in prayer. And the first aspect of that reward is his actual presence. Praying is not just our laundry list. Praying is not just when we are in trouble. You know, you ask a young boy, hey, have you prayed today? No, I'm not in trouble. No, no, that's not. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't just go to, you don't just pray when you're in trouble. Pray to be with and in relationship with your heavenly father. To just spend time with him. And that's the first part of the reward. But there are indescribable things that God wants to pour out on your life in the place of prayer. Thomas Aquinas said this, who after writing his greatest theological works, said that all of his exploits, theological exploits, all of his work was as straw compared to the time he spent with the Lord in prayer and worship. Is that, is that the image of your prayer life? You say, of all, all of the things that have happened in your life, all the blessings, your family, your job, your career, the trajectory that you're on, the highs of life, that all of that would be straw, not compared to what we get in heaven, but your time with the Lord tonight. It's, it's, not, it's not even close. It's not even close to what God has for you in the prayer place. He wants to pour his spirit out on your life and greater gifts. And he wants to manifest his presence in the room that you pray, in the place that you pray outside, wherever you are, in your car. There's a, there's a reward to this prayer. And he wants to pour it out on your life. E.M. Bounds said this, Prayer should not be regarded as a duty which must be performed, but rather as a privilege to be enjoyed. A rare delight, although it's not so rare when we've got a time and a rhythm of when we meet with the Lord that is always revealing some new beauty. The keys can come and we're gonna close out this service and we're going to make this place a, a place of prayer even right now before we go. This is 
This is God, this is God face to face. We need to, we need to have a, a hunger to meet with God face to face. I love that Pastor Rob taught, seeking begets seeking. The more you seek, the more you seek. And to gain a hunger for prayer and time with the Lord is to pray. If you want to get hungry for the spiritual things, for for the godly things, for the biblical things, for time with him. If if you're like, man, it's really hard for me to spend significant time alone with the Lord. The way that you start to get hungry is you have to eat. If you want to get hungry in the kingdom of God, this is how it works. You have to eat. In the physical realm, if you want to get hungry, skip a meal. If you want to get hungry in the spiritual realm, eat a meal. And then eat another one. And then another one after that. And keep eating a bigger meal. And go after some more. And watch your appetite begins to grow. You begin to get hungry. I need this in my life. And God, I need the reward of prayer, which is your presence. It's you. I want you. You are the reward. You are all that I'm looking for. The reward has nothing to do with the answered prayer, although praise God for it. It has to do with the unthinkable, indescribable things that you cannot even imagine that he wants to pour out into your life, not just in a church setting, or in a small group or in your family at dinner time or just when you're driving just not thinking and God blesses you that's all cool too but he's got great things in the place of prayer beyond your wildest imagination and I'm praying even for my own life that I get a greater appetite and curiosity and urgency to get in a place of prayer and spend time with the Lord and see what he wouldn't pour out into my life he's got greater things for you he's got greater things for you. He's got more for you. He wants to pour himself out. The creator of the universe, the creator of the bald eagle and your creator, he wants to pour it out in your life and it takes time in the presence of God. Get in the place of prayer. Get the rhythm. Change your schedule. Change your life. Sell it all. Whatever you got to do to spend time with the Lord and watch. He will bless you beyond measure. He's going to change your life. If you change your life, He's going to change your life. It's the old song, he walks with me. He talks with me. It's the scripture, deep cries out to deep. It's the scripture of groanings. It's the place before the Lord that your six-year-old self and your spirit man or woman come together in the place of the Lord and he pours out his spirit on all of you. All of you. And it's transformational. And you come out of prayer, a changed new creation. Every single time, when was our prayer life like that? That we're not just, man, prayer's awesome because he's answering our prayers, because he's meeting my need, or because he's meeting somebody else's need, because I prayed for them. That's, 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 the, that's the 10% of what prayer's all about. The 90 is just being with him. 
Let's, let's stay up all night. Jesus did. Jesus is God and he stayed up all night praying. What is he doing? There's a reward to prayer. Let's get in it. Let's get in it. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to communicate what the Lord is speaking. Get in it. Ask, seek, pray. Something's gotta tip. Something's gotta go. We gotta get in this thing and believe that God is real. If we believe God is real, we believe prayer is real. Lord, I thank you right now that you are in the place and you are speaking through a wild preacher, but I pray that you would speak gently, softly, kindly to our hearts, to our innermost being, that you are longing to meet with us. That is so unfair and makes no sense that you, the creator of the universe, want to be with us. Sinners, people who are broken and failing, but you want to spend time with us. It's like looking at your child and, and say, who do you want to spend time with? And the child says, I just want to be with my dad. Let us be children that say, I want to be with my dad. I want to be with my father. I want to be with my God, my Lord, my King. I want to be with you. I pray that we would respond to your desire. You draw near to us, Lord. Help us draw near to you. Let it change today that we go after you like never before. That we have a time to pray, a place to pray. We can pray through the Lord's Prayer, but I pray that we would go after the reward. The focus of our time with you is being with you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen.